You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Who is ready for the winter meetings 2024? We've made it, everybody. Welcome to Rico Bronia. Welcome to the winter meetings where we'll probably get some action, but maybe not the action you want as Met fans. Because think about what we've witnessed over the last five days or so. We've witnessed David Stearns and the Mets being very, very active. They've added a lot of guys to their roster. The problem is they're fringe guys. And I know that can be frustrating. That can be very, very frustrating when you know this team needs a bat or two. This team needs multiple reliable relievers. And obviously, Despite the signing of Luis Severino, which I like, they still need to add starting pitching. So it can be frustrating when you get a Mets update and you see that Andre Scrub is now a member of the Mets. And you're like, come on, who the hell is that? Does that matter? It may matter. Middle of May when Scrub's throwing a nasty slider and uh, getting out of a seventh inning jam. But I understand the frustration. I understand the waiting and the I need to know about Yamamoto. And what the hell is going to happen with the rest of the rotation? Hopefully with the winter meetings upon us, we'll get some more action. There's a lot to discuss on the Rico. We'll go through all the names that they added over the last couple of days. The latest on Yamamoto, what to expect from the winter meetings, and some thoughts on Jim Leland getting elected to the Hall of Fame. And not just thoughts on Jim Leland getting elected to the Hall of Fame. A few years ago, Joe and I had him on our show. And point blank, I needed an answer from Jim Leland I had waited a decade for. And that was, how come you didn't manage the New York Mets? Because remember, when they hired Willie Randolph before the 2005 season, one of the guys that was linked to the Mets was Jim Leland. Why didn't it happen? Because obviously in 2006, the Mets had some success, but not the ultimate success. The Tigers, on the other hand, managed by Jim Leland, got to a World Series. And obviously, he's had a hell of a career. So we'll not only talk about Jim getting elected, but we have the answer from Jim Leland from a few years ago on why he didn't become the manager of the New York Mets. Let's start with the headlines. First of all, Yoshinabu Yamamoto. I think it is best for all of our mental health to ignore the noise now and just ignore the rumors. Because over the last three days, you've seen a report that says the Mets are the favorites. You have seen a report that says the Yankees are the favorites. I recently read a report that said the San Francisco Giants are the favorites. I even read a report that said the L.A. Dodgers are the favorites. I don't know if there is a favorite for this guy. I think he's going to come to America. What we've read is he's going to come to America next week. 
He's going to meet with a bunch of teams. Everybody's going to give him some kind of monster offer, and he's going to decide. And I think what we all need to do is just ignore every little rumor about this man. He's going to sign. I hope it's with our team. We have no bleeping idea. So I think it is best for all of our mental health to almost put a mute on Yoshinabu Yamamoto rumors. Until you get the news that he's signing with the Mets or the Giants or the Yankees or the Dodgers, it's just a bunch of noise. Now, I have confidence the Mets are going to make him a monster, monster offer. And I even have some confidence that the Mets are going to make him the highest offer. But is that ultimately going to be enough? We have no idea. And that's been kind of the thing for the last few weeks and months leading into this offseason. Now, I have thought long and hard about, okay, what is my ultimate game plan if they don't get him? If every concerted effort is made to sign him, where do we want to go? And I lean more and more towards Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery slash Eduardo Rodriguez, that those two moves as free agent signings would probably be kind of the best recovery. Because I think what you'd be looking at, if you added those two guys along with Severino and Quintana and Senga, is a really solid rotation. A lot of twos and threes. You don't have an ace. I acknowledge that. Unless you think Kodai Senga takes another step in his second season and Jordan Montgomery takes another step because he has shown so much progress over the last few years, really ever since the Yankees traded him, and being further removed from Tommy John surgery. So I guess you could talk yourself into Montgomery or Senga becoming an ace, but one thing we've learned you know, watching this sport the last few years is while it's great to have an ace, and preferably I want to have an ace, if you could just have depth and you can have reliable middle-of-the-rotation arms, that's not a bad spot. Because you know what we witnessed this past year in the World Series? We witnessed a bullpen game. And I never want to have to see the Mets, if we're lucky enough to actually see a postseason game again, to have to witness a bullpen game. So that's where I'm leaning towards the pivot. I remain more steadfast today than I was even days ago about not trading prospects and not trying to buy a one-year rental starting pitcher. And I noticed that Steve Cohen liked a tweet. I hate that, by the way. I hate that we even comment on it. I'm only commenting on it because it backs up what I'm saying right now, which is whether it's pivoting after losing Yamamoto, whether it's the interest in Juan Soto. I personally, as a Met fan, I don't have the appetite for giving up multiple prospects for a guy that's got one year of control. And I have felt that way for a month or two months or really for a while. And ever since we've talked about it during the off season, but I remain more steadfast because obviously a lot of names have leaked out about Juan Soto concerning what the Padres are looking for. There's a ton of interest in Tyler Glass now. And I see that. And yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want Juan Soto on their baseball team? It's not a knock on him. Who wouldn't want Tyler Glass now on their baseball team? It's not a knock on him. It's more, I want to eat my cake. What's that phrase? I want to eat my cake and get fat too. Is that the phrase? (laughs) I want to have my cake and eat it too. That makes sense. That's it. Yeah. I want to have my cake and eat it too. So I want to compete in 2024, but I also want to keep building this farm system. Now, how do you do that? You sign free agents. That's how you do it. You don't you don't trade five guys for Juan Soto, who's a free agent at the end of the year. You don't trade four guys for Tyler Glass now, who's a free agent at the end of the year. So for anyone who's getting, and I know Pete's pro, I haven't even talked to you about this, Pete, but I can tell because we share a town with the Yankees, and I think that's a big part of it. 
you get jealous of seeing Yankee Juan Soto rumors. You just get jealous of it and say, ah, how come not us? But do you not at least understand what I'm saying or agree with what I'm saying or just I'm an idiot? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, you're, you're not an idiot. And for the, mo- for the most part, I do agree with what you're saying. I don't want to sit here like if, if someone asked me today, who's the non-negotiable? I would not give up Mauricio. I would not give up Francisco Alvarez for Juan Soto, personally speaking. Mm-hmm. But if you told me there was a trade available for Matt Vassell and Brett Beatty for Juan Soto, it piques my interest. How can I say no to that? Because that's right now, not going to be enough. Like, think no, about it. Mike I, Vassell and Brett Beatty's not getting Juan Soto. Sure, you could throw that out there and say, I do that. Yeah, I do that too. But, I mean, you hear what kind of package they're looking for. They're looking for five or six prospects. They're looking for major league ready starting pitching. They're looking for guys that have shown something on this level. You know, it's funny if Tyler McGill and David Peterson, Peterson obviously is hurt, but if those guys had pitched really well over the last year, maybe the Padres would be banging on the door for those guys, but then we probably wouldn't want to trade them. (laughs) If we're being honest, so I don't think the Mets match up well with San Diego to begin with to make a trade for Juan Soto. I get that. But the other thing is, you're right. I don't really want to – it shouldn't be about competing for the offseason. It's about, hey, who has a better season, who goes further in the playoffs, who ultimately wins the World Series. But the last thing I need is to hear it that we lost another offseason when we had something that was kind of attainable. You're right. Is Soto attainable to us? Not technically because we don't have the right pieces to fit, well, but I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah, it, it's not even – and the way I phrase this, because I know this could be taken as we're not trying to win next year. We are trying to win next year. But I don't think the Mets are in this position of balls to the wall, all in, future be damned. Let's go for the gusto in 2024. Like, I want to do both. I want to certainly try to win next year but I also want to keep the long-term vision in mind. You could argue that the New York Yankees, and I know this isn't, you know, the Hensley Mullins, this is the Rico Bronia, but you could argue the Yankees are in that position of, we got to go balls to the walls. You've got Aaron Judge in his prime. You've got Garrett Cole in his prime, and you have no idea when that's going to end, especially a guy like Cole, because he's a starting pitcher in a world in which starting pitchers can implode at any moment. So, I get it from their perspective, but one thing that's become obvious over the last few days around the Juan Soto rumors, and I think this is great news, but this is something I've also been stressing for weeks and weeks and weeks. He is a rental. He is not getting traded somewhere, whether it's the Yankees or the Blue Jays or the Mariners or the Mets, and being locked up to a long-term contract. If that happens, I would be absolutely stunned. And there's no indication that's happening. So. I think next year at this time, we're going to be talking about Juan Soto constantly on this podcast. I do, because I think he's going to be the premier guy to target. Assuming the Mets don't land Otani this offseason, which I think we've all just made that assumption, 
they're going to go balls to the wall for Juan Soto. So it's not as if him being traded to the Yankees or Toronto or whomever is going to change any of that. But not just Soto, the starting pitching market. The Mets need starting pitchers. I don't have an appetite to trade three prospects to Tampa for Tyler Glass. Now, would you want to do that? Or Shane Bieber or Corbin Burns? Like, I don't want to do that. Not when the guy only has one year of control. All right, but but here here's where you, we're going to fight a little bit, okay? Go. So there's very limited high-end pitchers on the on the free agent market, right? We It just is what it is. You, you look at it, we talked about the names last time. It's Montgomery, it's Rodriguez, Yamamoto, Otani, who's not even going to pitch, Woodruff, who's literally not pitching next year because he can't. There's very low, uh, there's a low amount of top-end starting pitchers. So if you don't hit on two of those guys, are we going to go into a season with a lot of question marks? I'd prefer to not do question marks. I prefer to be more competitive. A Tyler Glass now is less of a question mark than, say, Flaherty. We already have Severino, who's a, who's a question mark, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I don't think, first of all, I would be, I'm less interested in Jack Flaherty today than I was a week ago because they added Severino. I think he kind of fills that high-end question mark role. I'd rather have guys that I feel good about taking the ball every five or six days. And that's why Eduardo Rodriguez and you, Jordan Montgomery are the two names that kind of jump out at me. Um, Tyler Glass now is ace potential when healthy. No question about that. He is a higher-end guy than most of the guys available in free agency. Same with Shane Bieber and same with Corbin Burns. So I don't disagree that you will walk away or we will walk away with a lesser arm, but we'll do it at, at a lesser cost. And I think that matters. And that's where, look, I think Yamamoto makes this offseason so easy. Because I think if you add him, especially at his age more than anything, you feel good for the next five years moving forward. Like, okay, I got two guys at the top of my rotation in Sanga and Yamamoto who are relatively young, especially Yamamoto, and I'm building from that. And I've got flexibility now because Quintana's a free agent at the end of the year. Severino signed a one-year deal. And maybe the other arm you add, you pick up on a one-year deal. So I do think it makes the rest of the offseason easy. If it's not Yamamoto, then you're looking at more of the middle-of-the-road guys. But it's not worth, I think, the prospect haul it's going to take because there are a limited amount of starting pitchers. And because of that, if you're trading Shane Bieber or you're trading Tyler Glass now, you're going to get a huge return. 